The car business is rapidly changing and modern car dealers are meeting the demand. I'm Michael Cirillo, and together we're going to explore what it takes to create a thriving dealership and life in the retail automotive industry. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with subject matter experts that are designed to help you grow. This is The Dealer Playbook. So you and I were, we were just together uh, in uh, North Carolina at the Unfair Advantage Mastermind Group, Tracy Meyer and Troy Springs event. Um, And, you know, I had the privilege of hearing you speak. It was a bonus session, something that they do for attendees. And you spoke on a topic that really, really resonates with me because, you know, it's something that there isn't, well, I don't think there's any of, I mean, there's a little bit of this but not enough. You spoke on the topic of, you know, unifying the marketing efforts of a dealership and and what kind of an impact that can have on, you know, profitability, return on investment, strategies, processes. So I kind of want to turn this over to you and say, first of all, for those listening in, what do you mean by unifying marketing efforts? Okay. What I've seen over the last few years and and PCG digital marketing you know we're an agency so we really dealers bring us on when they want more online visibility and so they focus you know drive more traffic to my website maximize my AdWords spend help me with right. social media the whole online presence the problem was that they would sort of box us in the corner saying that well you're my on- online person and although we may have seen something that was happening from their tr- what we'll call traditional or I'll use the word offline marketing but traditional marketing or even processes in the dealership we didn't have a voice because we well you're the digital guys go over there in the corner right but what i kept seeing more and more was this disconnect between the amount of money i mean just stopping for a moment and saying most dealers are spending, I mean, on the low end, ten thousand up towards. We've seen ninety, a hundred thousand dollars a month across all marketing, be wow. it traditional, online. And problem is, is that nobody's talking to each other. So they hire this vendor to handle their uh, traditional spend. Go buy my radio, TV, print, and that might even be disconnected. But let's just say we have one agency doing that. They hire someone else to handle their SEO for their website. Maybe they hire a different person to handle their paid search. I have a social media person. Now I have someone coming in to do a road to the sale training or a lead handling process and my email templates are going out and my phone scripts. The problem is nobody in uh, amongst those vendors are talking to each other. And the dealer is is almost afraid, and I don't like using that word, but that's the best word to be, is that afraid to put their foot down and say, all right, stop. All of you need to sit at the table and listen to me. This is what my message as a dealer is. This is how I want to be seen as a business, and I need each of you to use your skill in what you're doing to help push that message out there, but you got to work together. So whatever you're doing offline, if I'm running a a TV commercial or a print campaign that is offering a certain special and has a certain look and feel, well, 
can a consumer, when they go to the website, can they see that same look, feel, same offer, or is it not even there? Right. And then let's assume it is there. But when they walk onto the dealership lot, is there anything on site that is going to tell me, yep, this is the right place, or is it not visible as well? And so now the consumer starting to get a little doubt to say, was this the right place? And is this where I'm going? Or if they're not showing it to me, are they hiding something else? You know, seeds of doubt. So unifying this across all marketing channels, especially on site, you know, are we making it easier for the consumer when they're finally doing that research and locking on and giving your dealership the opportunity to engage and we're bringing them to the website and we're bringing them to the phone or we're connecting to them through email or we're walking into the dealership, is there a consistent message that they see, hear, and experience when they interact with your dealership? You know, and, and, and I mean, the thing I'm thinking about as you're saying all of this is you really see it in other industries pretty prominently. I mean, you, you'd never see a, oh, I don't know, I mean, a, a Walmart commercial or a Target commercial that has different messaging per se to the print ad or the flyer that they have. And then when you go in store, you see that same messaging, you know, kind of throughout the store. And so it really kind of adds to this experience of, oh, okay, you know, maybe the, the television commercial was my awareness. Then I saw it online and there was kind of the value validation and then I visit the store and the messaging is the same. This place is really dialed in. Um, we're, we're not seeing that with dealerships. Um, but I, you know, can you share any examples of dealerships who are seeing an impact, um, um, on their marketing efforts and kind of unifying them that you've worked with? Sure. I mean, we've seen dealers where, you know, there are very few agencies out there that are going to be really able to master, the uh, this traditional online on-site. There's always one of those pieces out. You may find an agency that does, uh, you know, the traditional print and online, but they're not on-site helping you implement that. Now they may. Uh, again, one uh, one company that we know that does a very good uh, job of that is Tier Ten. Mm -hmm. Because you'll see tier 10 marketing, uh, they will do the traditional, they will do the, uh, the online, and then they'll send things like the brochures and the, uh, the, you know, the rearview mirror, the, you know, the hangers there and right. door hangers and things like that. And there is a consistent theme and look. And so they do a very good job of that. Um, and we've seen companies that understand that. It, it really comes down to the dealerships themselves, those ones who, are, are willing to put their foot down and say, I'm paying you this money, but I'm driving the initiative. I'm driving the message. I'm driving the initiative. And, and you, you definitely see them because it's easy. They're usually the leaders in their, in their areas or mm -hmm. top dealership groups. It's not hard to figure out who's doing it well because they've, they're looking at every single aspect of the customer journey and saying, is my message of how, what experience I want them to receive, uh, my customers to receive, are we executing it? So if my marketing message is X, well, when they interact on the phone, are they, are the actions of the people talking on the phone, is the script right. supplying the right marketing message? When they interact in the email, are we thinking about 
how we're communicating and is the email and our responses supporting that marketing message or on site. You know, most people think, well, it's advertising. And I think this is where the disconnect for automotive, to your point, we don't see it. We're seeing it starting to blossom a little. But, uh, you know, this is what I'm focusing on this year is that, you know, it used to be traditional advertising. You show up onto the dealership lot Mm -hmm. and most of the time it, it, it had that similar feel to the point because, you know, people were bringing in their their magazine article or the newspaper and they had it in their hand and they're like, okay, the sign out there has the same, you know, pricing. Okay. I'm in the right place. Sure. But things have changed. That was the time frame that consumers needed to go to the dealership to get information about cars outside of the, you know, the gearheads, I'll call them the people who loved cars and read the magazines and you know, the 90% of most consumers pre-internet had to go to the dealership. The dealership held all the cards, held all the information. And so consumers felt a little off, but they still went in and, you know, this is the place. Now with the internet, that's reversed and the consumers have all the information. And so they're the ones who are comfortable now and dealers really need customers to come in. They need, it's now very competitive. So it's in order for that marketing message to flow through that we're pushing out, that we're used to, that traditional marketing that we've always done, well, is it replicated on the internet? And and I think that events like Tracy and Troy's event and um, you know Digital Marketing Strategies Conference or Driving Sales or the Digital Dealers, you know, they're out there pushing education for dealers to say, don't be afraid of online. It's the same thing that you did before or that you still do in terms of marketing your message. You just have a different channel. Mm-hmm. And so if they just flow through and say, okay, let me just take my ad or take my video or my commercial and put it on my website and how do I do that? And then can it be playing in my, uh, you know, when people walk in, I think that's a simple flow. It, it retains customers. It's too competitive out there that by the time someone's engaging with you, you're still on the list. So they've done their research. I have to hold them. So my marketing message better support it. My offers better be transparent. The same thing they found online or in my traditional media. When they walk on site, it better be the same thing or people's patience level is very thin. They're often running down to the next place. Yeah. And I mean, and you don't want to confuse your customers. I mean, the when you look at, especially I, I have dealers that I, I talk to and they say, man, we need to get more website traffic. And, and, you know, when we look into it and they say, oh, we're getting between whatever it is, five or 10,000 unique visits a month. And I go, hold on a second. You know, I think you and I were talking about this a little bit. It's, it's not, let's get more. It's how do we leverage better the traffic that's already coming to our website. And I feel like, if we we did unify the marketing efforts of that dealership so that uh, across multiple touch points the dealer or the sorry the consumer is getting the same message it's going to help validate for them that they are in the right place or it's going to help them further their purchase decision i agree i think the knee jerk reaction for a lot of businesses i mean we work also outside of automotive, but probably about 85, 90% of our business is automotive. So we understand Mm -hmm. that the knee jerk reaction of dealers is I need more leads. I need more leads. I need more leads. I need more leads. And we say, well, what are you doing with the people who are already here? You know, if, if you're happy with 
you know, if the national average of just strict internet leads, straight internet leads, and the average is dealers are converting seven to nine percent. And so if you think about let round it off, that means nine out of every 10 people who submit a lead to you, you don't sell. And that's somewhat acceptable. Like, okay, well, let's get to 15% or let's get, even get to 20%. So it's acceptable that 8%, 8, 8 out of 10 people are not buying from me. So is there something that's confusing? Are we making it difficult? Are our websites user-friendly? And I think my brother Brian brought this up one time at a, a, a session and said, dealers have to start thinking about two things. One, you're running a multi-million dollar business. This isn't a mom and pop you know, oh, well, million, multi-million dollar business. But you have to start thinking about you are an e-commerce business now. You have to mm -hmm. shift the mentality of you are e-commerce. If you think about Target to your earlier example, if you ask them, they'll tell you we're an e-commerce business. Now, we happen to have stores, but we're an e-commerce business. We have to think that way because everybody now is shopping. Their first impulse is pick up my iPad, my phone, whatever tool I have, computer, and let me do research before I get my butt up off of the couch. Dealerships used to think that they were different, and now they're starting to wake up to say, we're not different. Cars are no different now. People mm -hmm. research. They sit on the couch until you give them a compelling reason to reach out and contact them. And if your site is difficult to maneuver, you're out. If your vehicle detail pages don't give the enough information, not even just basic information, if you're not giving you know, information plus reviews, plus I like watching videos, so give me some videos. Hey, help me answer my questions so I'm better prepared. If you're not willing to give that information out, you're off the list and you're not selling and then you're not even gonna be selling the one out of 10 uh, to engage you. And and to your point, the easier, the if dealers start thinking that my website is an information portal, it's an e-commerce information portal and I wanna give as much information to the people versus hold it back, you will start engaging and then you're right. How are my people interacting on the phones? What are they doing in terms of follow-up, in terms of email? And then are they even following up or do they stop following up because you know what? Hey, if I sell my ten, five to eight to 10 cars, I'm good. Instead of, well, you should be selling 15 or if I'm selling 100, I really should be with the leads that I'm getting, let alone, as you said, more leads. The leads I'm getting, I should be selling 150, 200. But well, we've always done 100 and, you know, we get to 105, I'm happy. So it's, I think the unifying the marketing message will give you more retention, meaning more people will stay on your site because you're, it's make, you're making it easier and engaging and then phone calls should increase and walk-in traffic should increase and your website should do what it does, but they like you. Right. Because as you said earlier, you've made it easy. I saw your great commercial. I found the website. There's no distractions. This is the right place. I call people. You're giving me information. They're, they're acting exactly the same way that you, you're pushing out that you do take care of people and you give them information. They're doing that. And then when I walk on site, I'm getting a great experience. I want to do business with you because you make it easy. easy. Yes. Okay. So let me ask you this, um, you know, just to kind of wind it down here. Um, what is the, and I think you might've already answered this, but what's the first thing that, I mean, I'm assuming this is the dealer's responsibility to get this, this, um, uh, unification 
effort underway? What's the first thing that they need to do? I think, well, it's a, that's a, two, <laughs> a little two, bit loaded two roads to go down there. Okay. One is if you are, if you are a dealer that is going to do this, meaning that if you're the dealer principal and you're saying, listen, I'm owning this. Now there are some dealer principals who empower their team to do it and that's fine. Well, then somebody has to own the message and then contact your vendors to basically say, we're having a call and everybody's getting on the phone and I'm going to go over the message, but I'm expecting my people who are doing SEO. If I have another person doing SEM, you guys need to talk. And you have to share so that you're not pulling at each other and trying to cut each other down in order to keep business. You know, again, you have to find the right vendor mix. If you're not capable of that or you don't feel that you're objective enough and that's okay, then you mm -hmm. have to find really a trusted advisor. I mean, we're finding people uh, calling us up and just say, I want access to your team. I don't want any more services from you. I don't want any more. I, I got enough services. I have enough vendors. I, I just need help. I need somebody who's outside of the dealership, not in the day-to-day -day grind of this, who can focus on what am I saying? Is it a crook? Can you audit? Can you go check all these things? Will you be willing to get on the phone with the vendors? Can you help me tell me if the vendors are doing a good job and are really supporting me or are they just handing me a line of, sure. you know, crap basically and saying, yeah. okay, yeah, oh yeah, here's your report. Call me if you have questions. So right. if you can't do it yourself, find that trusted advisor and get them at your table every month until they teach you how to do it. Or if you're willing to do it, you just basically tell, and if vendors don't want to do this, if vendors are like, no, nope, I'm not going because I have my, I don't want to share my secret Google recipe <laughs> of doing that. What that basically is, is crap, run from them. Yeah, run. Get out, seriously, because if nobody's willing to share, I mean, we have no problem calling people up. We have people who call us up. I have no problem. And any vendor worth their salt is going to be, okay, let's work together, at least understanding the keywords you're bidding on or understand the message or, hey, if you built that video, send it to me or do me a favor, send me a copy of the ad that you did so I can get the right lettering, coloring, whatever. And then as we build our landing page, it looks similar to that. Um, it's not going in the back end and learning everybody's secrets, but it's just sharing resources ultimately for the dealer mm -hmm. and their success, not Oh well, if I if I badmouth the SEM person, I'm going to pick up new business from you. That that should not be the focus. Well, and I think you know this is so so incredible. And, and you know, for those of you listening in, you need to be focused on this. I mean, everything that Glenn's talking about, um, you know, aside from how to get this going, this serves as an incredible accountability mechanism for all of your vendors. And like Glenn said, seriously, I I mean, me being a vendor myself. If your vendors are not willing to work inside of this model and if you can't understand or they can't understand how it's going to help you drive more business, drive, you know, move more metal, then you need to run away from the that's basically the vendor putting in their their resignation. In my opinion, it, it does. It's not going to help you. So look for transparency. Like Glenn said, right, you need to you need to look for vendors that can work together that can share resources and that are comfortable having open exchanges um, between one another for your benefit
I'm Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. Thanks for listening.